So Ruth and I on Wednesday had a disagreement. And that disagreement, you know, obviously, you know, we've been married 28 years. We had a disagreement. I could tell you right and really I, I didn't handle it correctly. But I was I was talking to God and I was like, God, why? You know, why do I always have to get beat over the head? You know, and here's, here's what I mean. It's like there's a lot of there's a lot of things that I am still working on. And, and on a daily basis, it's like, watch how you say this. Don't let your mind go in areas that you shouldn't be going in. On on a natural level, you know, you come to the office and you grind. So you kind of get tired. And and I can only think of, you know, being in the air in the PJ, 45,000 feet. You know, smooth, going fast, seeing things far away. And as I started complaining, and I and I say I was complaining because now I know I was complaining. Before before I just felt like I was venting, but I, I was complaining. I felt the plane descending into like this hole, right? I was up here and I started coming down. You know what, Lord? I'm I'm tired of this. I'm tired of that. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of that. I'm tired of this. And then God said, I chastise those who I love. And all of a sudden, I stopped descending and, and started gaining altitude again to get back to where I was. Anytime I'm like arguing with God and, and, and fighting with God, like I'm like so tired of being like trying to be so good. And then God talks to me, you know, I, I end up looking it up. And, and so Hebrews 12, 5 through 11 is very interesting. It says, and you have forgotten the exhortation which speaks to you as sons. Okay, so that's my dad and I'm a son, right? My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by him. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens and scourges every son whom he receives. If you endure chastening, God deals with you as with sons. For what son is there whom a father does not chasten? But if you were without chastening, of which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate and not sons. There's a lot of us that partake not being chastening or not being chastened, I guess is the word. And if you're not chastened, you're not legitimate as a son. You know, you're, you're illegitimate. And I was like, okay, so then I, I guess I'm a son. But then it continues and it says, furthermore, we have had human fathers who corrected us and we paid them respect, it says. Shall we not more, much more actually, readily be in subjection to the father of the spirits and live? Well, I don't know what that's like because you know, I, you know, as you guys know my story, I, my father left when I was two years old, so I, I really never had a dad, like, chasing me. 
it wasn't until I became a believer, a follower of Jesus, that I started realizing that there's chastening. And so really what it's all it's saying is that, look, if 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 your father or your dad here chastens you and you respect them, then how much more should we do that when it happens in the spiritual realm? And then it also goes and says, for they indeed for a few days chastened us as seemed best to them. But he, capital H, which is God, for our prophet, that we may be partakers of his holiness. And I clicked on that holiness thing. And let me click on it here. I'm going to click on it. And it says, holiness moves beyond godliness, demanding that we apply energy to the living God, living as God lives, seeking a relationship with God and conforming to his expectations. So what I'm what I learned is that what I'm learning is that man there's godliness and then there's holiness. It's like holy moly. Then you continue going and it says says chastening seems to be joyful for the present but painful. Nevertheless, afterwards it yields a peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. So I started, you know, I, I I'm I'm starting pondering and thinking about it and there's just like this narrow road, you know, here's what I feel like, you know, you know, when you're watching the news, you know, unfortunately, some of these little kids fall in these like drains and then they get stuck in these like tubes to the point to where they're like this, you know, and there's no room to move. Sometimes I feel that way with God. Sometimes I feel like, you know, there's so much restriction that I can't move and sometimes I just want to move. I was watching a show, Blue Bloods, by the way. Um, there's the governor of New York City and then there's the police commissioner, which is, um, I forgot his name, Tom, whatever his name is, right? And these guys are always arguing with each other. And But the governor says, hey, let's go out to dinner. You know what? Because it's very rare to talk somebody, to talk to somebody that understands the loneliness of being at the top. And, you know, this conversation that I'm having with you is, you know, it's very therapeutic. Why? I ask a lot of questions about myself and say, am I like finished getting up here? No, I'm. there's a lot more to go. I, I know God has a lot more you know, to get to where he's called me to be. And so I'm, I'm climbing. And look, I'm not, this is not about Ed Fernandez and looking for sympathy and having a pity party. I'm, I, that's not what I'm, that's not my intent. Because I, I have nothing, I don't need you to feel sorry for me and nor do I want you to feel sorry for me because I'm, I'm good. But I, I think what sometimes we need to understand is when you get, to a certain place, it, it, it becomes lonely. You know, it's lonely. Because the requirement and the responsibility is, is at a higher level. So for, I, I, I promise you, you know, if I go on Instagram and I see all these guys, you know, and I, I won't name names, but there's a lot of guys out there that are very successful, you know, and praise God, good for them. And, and you see the positives, right? Which is great. It's a good thing to do. But man, when you wake up in the morning, how do you feel? 
You know, I know what I could tell you what I feel like. You know, sometimes I feel like I'm tired. Um, you know, it's like, shoot, Lord, give me strength to keep going. My point is, is that there's two sides to the story, right? You see the good, but you really don't see the process of getting there, especially being a man of God in the marketplace, because it's a process, you know. I was tripping out because I was watching some YouTube this morning, and there's a verse in, in Luke where the enemy says to Jesus, right, in the wilderness, he says, hey, you see all these kingdoms? They have been given to me. And if you worship me, I'll give them to you, all the splendor and the glory. And so I say that because rich people, not all rich people, but wealthy people are very evil people. Because that scripture right there says, hey, if you worship me, I will make you rich. But who gave it to Satan? Who, who, it didn't, God didn't give it. God did not give that to him. We did. Adam and Eve did. Because God gave that to Adam and Eve and Adam and Eve through deception gave it to Satan and now it's his to give to as he please. And the point I'm making is men and women of God in the marketplace that are citizens of the kingdom of God are now rising up to the top of being wealthy and taking back what was given to the enemy. And it's not easy to do. Don't get it twisted. It's it's an amazing ride. I wouldn't give it up for anything. But it is a difficult walk. And so when I do these things and just talk to you, the intent is not to focus on me. The intent is to focus on you. And what are you going through? What are you battling with every day that causes you to doubt yourself and maybe, because you know, the Bible says, do not grow weary in doing good. It, it, it says that, hey, so what does that mean? Well, if it says do not grow weary in doing good, that means doing good causes you to potentially grow weary or tired because it's work. It ain't no work in being an, uh, an idiot and acting a fool. There ain't no work in that. It's easy because, boy, you can get away with anything you want to today, and it's okay. But as soon as you kind of say, nah, mm -mm, I'm not doing that, it creates work. And, you know, I always, I was always telling, these, telling the team, I was like, hey, uh, I'm taking a lot of risk. So I started thinking about it. Why? Why do I keep saying I'm taking a lot of risk in doing this? I started thinking about it. 
You know what I came down to the conclusion to? I came to the conclusion that as long as I, I think the risk was my ego. I'm, I was concerned about my ego. I, I mean, I, I'm going to keep it 100 for you. I, if I look at it and I dig it and I dig, 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 and I started looking and I start digging and I go, hey, it's my ego. But if you don't care about your ego, then you don't really have any risk. So that gives me the liberty to say what I need to say. I'm not making money on this. I'm not trying to monetize it. My lifestyle is not directly tied to this show and its performance. So why can I say what I say? Well, I can because I'm removing the ego from this whole thing, right? But getting back to being chastised, right? It's uncomfortable. It's uh, very painful. Sometimes it feels unfair. But if you ponder like I do a lot, I do a lot of pondering. I I say that, man, well then, I, at least I'm a son of the Most High God, the King. And if I'm a son of the King, I'm a prince of the King. And if I'm a prince of the King, all the King has is at my possession. Look, there has to be an army raised up of people in the marketplace that love Jesus. I'm not talking about Christianese. I'm not talking about being a Christian. Look, you can DM and everything like that, but I can promise you this, you know, being a Christian is also another religion. Being a citizen of the kingdom of God is different. Yes, my Lord, what do you want? Whatever my Lord wants is what we should be doing as people in the marketplace, right? Because I know I'm not the only one. I know I'm not the only one rising up. My family's not the only one. My wife is not the only one. I know there's an army out there that's being risen up for the kingdom of God to take back what's stolen so that we can have dominion here and have heaven on earth. But, you know, to share my experiences with you, I think is like, something that's good you know it's I, I i i did a show and i said you know i said some things it's okay to feel these ways and things like that and and i think i'm just gonna strengthen that position to say it's okay uh to feel this way but it's not okay to stay feeling this way you know i tell a lot of people <laughs> I tell a lot of people, hey, man, stop hanging out with the pigeons. You know, if you think of a pigeon, go to New York City and, 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 and look at these pigeons. I mean, they're like dirty birds. The only time they fly is to go from one location to the other and they're eating stuff off the ground. You don't see an eagle sitting eating stuff off the ground. An eagle can fly, I don't know, I think 40,000 feet in the air. An eagle can see things so far... An eagle has the ability to handle breathing in that altitude. 
where the air is so thin. So I think, you know, what chastising will do is separating you from the pigeons to make you an eagle. You're being trained. You're being disciplined. You're being coached. Being an eagle means there's no limit to where God could take you. I promise you the bad, the good outweighs the bad by far. Love you guys. And as I always say, man, you're the best part of the Ed Fernandez show. You guys have a great weekend.